Hello, hello. Before we get started with today's episode, which is going to be really long, but well worth your time, I'm going to be hosting a free masterclass experience where you're going to learn how to activate and embody your highest confidence self that version of you with 100k followers who is leading your community, being the leader you're meant to be. I'll be sharing with you my best tactics and skills to feeling grounded, safe, and at peace with social media so you can create your best content, sell your offers, and become very magnetic. The link to claim your free spot is going to be in the show notes. We start next week on December the 7th at 5.30 p.m., EST, a replay access will be sent afterwards. I cannot wait to connect with you and you do not want to miss out on this. All right, over the last few weeks, I've just been reflecting and today it is time to share some deeper thoughts that's going to apply to just so many different aspects of social media and business as well as even trickling into your own life. First of all, though, can we agree that ever since October the 7th, social media has felt very, very different. Running a business seems to be very different as well. And we have all witnessed so many different things over the last two months. People speaking out, people getting into hateful comment wars, people calling people out for all sorts of different things. We see celebrities, people with these mass followings who are afraid to speak out or people even become fired for speaking out. There are people avoiding social media. There are business owners who are unsure of what to do. All sorts of things at play here. And it's made me show up differently on social media. I've had interesting conversations, interactions. I have re I've been rethinking social media, rethinking business and life a little differently. And I would love to share my life, business, social media learnings with you today. I'm going to go through three main things. And the first thing I have learned is, please do not try to convince people, especially not people who are already set on a certain belief. You're just going to waste your own energy and efforts. And now I'm not saying to not be open to communicating to people with different perspectives, but I'm saying to not hold the expectation that you're going to get everyone on board. And this applies pretty much to everyone who is hopping onto social media or even in the real life, like if you're talking in a meeting, if you're just meeting someone, not everyone is going to be convinced that they like you, that they will buy into your perspective, that they need your offers if you're selling online as a business owner, right? And if you think about the people around you, even in real life, like your family and friends, and maybe even yourself, you will see that, hey, people don't change that easily, okay? I... I'm pretty similar too. Like I try to be flexible, but at the core, I can see how it's hard to change me. I still see people around me who hold these negative beliefs. They're still clinging onto them for so many years. Or I see people who have a fixed identity of themselves for years, for decades, and they don't ever want to change. So trying to change someone's perspective is just going to exhaust you. All right. Instead of chasing followers and people, I choose to express myself in different ways and attract the aligned people. This also helps me create a community where I feel safe to show up in and I can sleep so peacefully at night. While there are social media celebrities who are only trying to go viral, they're in it for the numbers and they don't feel like they can be themselves online. They have anxieties that hurt their sleep. Instead of trying to convince people, I say, Stand your ground. 
be authentically yourself, grounded in your power. And you can still be open to different perspectives. You can still be open to communicating with people, even to those, even to those with an opposing perspective. I am a pro-Palestine, um, I am pro-Palestine liberation as an example. And when I had people DMing me or dropping negative, mean, hateful comments, I was open to conversing with them if they were down to have a respectful conversation. My intention with that was firstly, just to hear them out, especially during this extreme tough time when people are all, are literally at war's ends on social media and even around the world, they're taking sides. I think it's even more important to have compassion, to be kind and extend space to other people. So that's the first thing when I'm talking to people, I want them to know I'm coming from a place of wanting peace. My intention is also to offer them a different perspective in a peaceful, respectful way, while not pushing them into changing their thoughts. Because as I said, most people are not very open to receiving that. And that's only going to make you feel burnout and drained with your time and energy. To me, when I'm talking to someone with a different perspective, especially the worst case scenario is just that, all right, I listen to them respectfully and I communicate what I believe in and they don't agree. That's probably the worst case scenario, honestly. And an important way I just want to mention here, an important way to start the conversation is to ensure they're more open and less in an attack mode. And how I do that is I may acknowledge, for example, I, I will acknowledge that, hey, if I have experienced what you have experienced, if I have seen what you have seen, I might also believe in the exact same way you do as well. Like there's nothing wrong with the way that you're believing in something. It's because of the, the unique experiences, thoughts, all the things you have seen. And if I were in your position, I would probably think the same, but I have done my due diligence, my best fair objective research, and actually, this is what I believe in. We can then talk from this place. And you know what? They may still be pissed off at me because we might end the conversation not seeing eye to eye. And believe me, I've started having these types of conversations since I started showing up on social media when I was sharing my thoughts on finances and investing, money conversations. Not everyone agreed with me and I knew not everyone was going to resonate, right? We all have different circumstances. Of course, my thoughts on finances is going to be so different from someone who might be of an opposite gender, a completely different age uh, bracket, different generation with a different lifestyle. And that's fine, right? So that's the worst case scenario. Like I'm not going to die. We're not going to go into an actual like fist fight war. It's just acknowledging there are differences. I respect your opinion. I, you respect mine. We can share our resources. We can talk it out. And at the end of the day, worst case, we still don't see eye to eye. The best case scenario would be we have a respectful conversation and maybe they start changing their minds. They start questioning, do I really know what's going on? And am I actually obtaining reliable, fair, objective sources? Like that's the best case. If someone can at least start shifting their thoughts a little, right? A big thing for you when you're talking to someone with a different perspective is to share something that both of you can agree with. 
right? So for example, if I say, I can understand why you feel this way. If I start off the conversation like that, that's going to allow them to relax. They're not going to see me as a complete threat, this person with a wild perspective, but someone who can still be rational and logical. They can, we can agree on something, right? And we then from there, we can emerge into a discussion. This is such an important skill to have in communication, especially when there's conflicts, right? If you go into conversation, just make sure that you both start off on a leveled ground. And I see people who start off their conversations already attacking or defending on extreme grounds straight from the get-go. And when you communicate from this place, the other person is just going to go into survival mode as well, and they won't be able to receive what you're saying. And you're going to go nowhere. And that's going to leave both of you just burnt out and exhausted. This doesn't just apply to the Israel-Palestine conflict, but also anything on social media. Whenever there are people who have different perspectives, it applies to business with your own clients, your own community. And of course, this also applies to real-life conflicts, different perspectives in the workplace, at home, even relationship flights. Trust me, my boyfriend and I, we have gotten pretty good to using this to resolve conflict and healthily manage through disagreements. So if you're running an online social media business, managing relationships, extremely important. Managing your own time and energy is also very crucial. I would rather you stay peaceful even during times when people may understand, misunderstand you. Remember, you cannot change people if they do not want to be changed. Conserve your energy, conserve your peace, and talk from this type of open place where you also have that kind of boundary. That's going to help you stand with your message and purpose. It's going to help you with how you're showing up to serve people confidently and peacefully, knowing that not everyone's going to agree, and I am okay with that. The second thing I've really thought about because of the Israel-Palestine conflict is really reflecting on who and what you identify with, because that is so, so important. So in the Israel-Palestine conflict, there are Jews who identify themselves with the Israeli government. Right. So they basically think, hey, whatever the government does, like I'm backing them because we are basically the same in a sense. Right. So basically, if you critique the government, no matter what they do, even if the government kills thousands of innocent people, like in this case, right, that becomes a critique to these people's personal identity if they identify themselves with the government as well. And this is dangerous because. This means they will feel attacked that you called out their government. And to them, that's associated to calling out Jews. And unfortunately, because of that, a lot of people in this case have believed that you are anti-Jew or anti-Semitic simply for calling out the government's hateful actions. And that is also why so many people are afraid of speaking up because they're like, oh my gosh, if I talk about how the government is doing something terrible, then I'm going to be a racist or I'm going to be anti-Jew because of this type of identity, that association. And I'm Chinese. If you call up the Chinese government for doing something, then I'm not going to take it to heart. In fact, if I see the government, and by the way, I don't support the Chinese government. I really don't even know what they've been doing, but I am pretty sure I do not support everything they do. 
And I don't see it as an attack if you were to say something about the government there. Anyway, with that said, I want you to consider what you are currently identifying yourself with and how is that helping or hurting you? So for example, this is going to resonate with a lot of people. I had clients who identify with having a higher number of following as being more successful. So the bigger the number, the more successful they are. And they were anxious of sharing their YouTube channel because they only wanted to share it with their friends. They would feel better if they have built a big following first. They didn't feel successful yet because to them, success meant having lots of followers, having lots of highly engaged videos, viral videos. And that's dangerous because you're placing your worth, your success on the hands of other people. You are placing control in the hands of other people and you have no control. How unstable or ungrounded does that feel? And what if I tell you, you are successful right now already. You are more than enough. When I started my YouTube channel months ago, I did a lot of mindset work, a lot of higher self embodiment work, which by the way, I'm teaching this in my work and my free masterclass next week. You really want to get in on this, but I did a lot of the inner confidence work, embodying my higher confidence self and just knowing that, oh, I am successful right now. I deserve to be happy right now and did all that work. So basically when I started posting on YouTube, when I started showing up on YouTube, and I had five followers, I already felt successful. I knew I had everything inside of me. I had so much creativity, wisdom. I had such fun, amazing things to share with everyone. I was so excited to start sharing. And I knew I was worthy, even with five followers. I was like, hell yeah, this is going to be amazing. I already felt like I made it when I posted my first video with five followers. And even when I didn't know how other people were going to receive it, I didn't know if it was going to go viral or if it would quote unquote flop, receive like maybe just a few views. I didn't know, but I just felt like I made it already. That is the energy you want to be on if you're coming into the social media world. Otherwise, you're just going to be chasing people forever and you're never going to be happy and you're just going to be burnt out. I'm very certain of that. In the past, I have identified success, my worth with followers the number of followers, the fame I get, the number of likes, the engagement, the amount of money I made, the virality of my content, the business school I attended, the friends I had, and just so many things. And guess what? It didn't ever make me happy because my worth was always based on something outside of me that I would never have control over. Things shifted when I finally just felt so, so grounded and just happy, peaceful, recognizing that me being me right now is enough. I've already made it because I'm a beautiful human being. <laughs> just think of it like a cute dog. We don't need the dog to prove anything. We just think, oh my gosh, you're so cute. And they're worthy of being a successful dog, whatever that sounds like. They are worthy of cuddles. They are worthy of treats just for being themselves. They're worthy of all the fun dog toys, right? You are worthy of happiness right now for being you, for being a human being. You are already a success right now. That is my second learning. Just really thinking, considering your identity and what do you identify happiness, success with, your worth with. 
right? Because obviously if you identify with the wrong things, as you can see in this scenario, it literally can put lives at stake. Now, the third point I really want to talk about is I don't need to discuss the horrific graphics we've all witnessed over the past two months from Gaza, from the West Bank. We have so much to learn from Palestinians. I see them helping each other out as a community, digging people out from under the rubbles, refusing to leave their land to save people, even when it means putting their lives at risk. They are still smiling and still trying to appreciate their life, making the most out of that. And I just remember a couple of instances that really, really made me feel so emotional. I almost like teared up or I, I did tear up, honestly. But while Israeli bombs were being dropped in Gaza, I remember seeing on social media these boys who were so young, like these seven, eight-year-old boys, they were just cleaning up. They gave themselves the chore of cleaning up around that hospital. They were still being playful, still trying to make the most out of that horrific situation, despite one of them saying they did lose both of their parents because of those bombs. Another young girl, they were crying, saying that they could see the terror in children's eyes, and she just was so sick of seeing kids being in this condition. And like all the people who commented on that reel, I couldn't help but think, aren't you a child yourself? And just seeing how she was talking about other younger children just makes me think how crazy it is that they have to mature so quickly that she's forgotten. Like she's a child. She doesn't deserve to be in this kind of situation. Palestinians, they've showed so much courage even under a dire situation of bombings, shortage of water, electricity, fuel, even internet cut off for a period of time. Humiliation, dehumanization, I honestly cannot imagine living in that kind of situation. And to see them rise above it and do what they can to seek for international help, to show people what's been going on. I've only seen dignity. I see humanity within this community love, kindness, a whole group of people who so deserve freedom. And compare that to our first world problems. If we can realize just how privileged we are, that we live in such luxury, perhaps so many of our problems won't be as big and serious as we portray them to be in our minds. If we truly compare ourselves, as unfortunate as the event is, we can see how fortunate we are. And that could give us so much gratitude to just truly live out our lives to the fullest and to use our privileges to help those less privileged. If you are listening to this podcast episode right now, you are living in such luxury. We have access to the internet, to water, electricity at our fingertips. We feel safe with no worries of bombs being dropped any moment. We have access to the internet to create content, to create wealth and different streams of income. We can freely express ourselves. Lots of business owners and even creators online, they're annoyed they have to create content and they see creating content as an absolute chore. I've come to really appreciate this opportunity that I can create content and express myself and reach, connect with people, have such an impact on other people. I get to build so many skills from just creating content. And yeah, like this is a quote unquote first world problem for a lot of people. If we have 
25% or even 10% of the courage that our Palestinian friends have, gosh, we would feel so happy because they are still managing to smile, laugh, and be a beautiful human being despite their current horrific conditions. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is something I'm still thinking about, and I haven't really fully fleshed my complete thoughts on. And it's the concept of speaking out. Like, how is it appropriate to speak out? What is inappropriate to speak out? Is it okay if you don't speak out? And to what extent should we go? Can we do it in a way that feels aligned in integrity with us and our capacity? I have seen people fight so courageously for humanity. They're speaking out, protesting, shutting down Manhattan Bridge, Golden Gate Bridge, sharing, educating people. Obviously, on the other side, there are people who are courageous as well for speaking out for what they believe in too. And when I'm talking about this group, I'm talking about the Jews who are standing up for Zionism, for the government, like believing in the bombings. I've also witnessed people who don't speak out at all. They don't mention anything about this. On one hand, it felt very off to me in the beginning, just knowing that there's a genocide happening. We're seeing it live every single day on our very screens. There are Palestinians asking the international community for support, yet people just scroll by. They just tap through. They don't feel like showing up for that. They don't feel like talking about that. And it makes me sad that society has created this type of culture where people have become scared to speak out for what's right. Sad that something a five-year-old child can easily interpret as wrong is so scary for us as adults to stand up for. Sad that people are afraid of losing business just, to, just for money, just to put food on their table. And as someone who's been in this society for you know, almost 27 years now, it's sad that I also questioned what I was doing by posting about what was going on. I questioned if I was doing the right thing, standing up for humanity. I questioned what would happen to myself, my reputation, my business, my brand, all of that. I literally felt the fears and the anxieties come up as I shared what I truly believed was right. And I'm really glad I did that though. And it really taught me a valuable lesson. I want to make sure that my community is also educated on what's going on and that they know that this is who I am, my character. This is what I'm all about. I only want aligned people who also make me feel safe to express myself within my community. On the other hand, I also want to share that I understand showing support doesn't have to be speaking out on social media. It doesn't have to be resharing about reposting things. You can still support even if you just donate without anyone noting. Making food, baking, cooking food for the protesters. Just giving out a couple of examples here. We also need to recognize that as unfortunate as it sounds, speaking up can risk jobs, financial security. It can create mental health stress. It can create emotional turmoil within you. And it's unfortunate that this is the kind of society that has been created by white oppressors. It's the system that's in place. And you know what? People are all going through different types of stresses and challenges within their own lives as well. Some of them simply don't have the bandwidth. They don't have the capacity to show up for this. They just can't afford to do so. 
So with that said, recognize that we all have different capacities. Some people have greater capacities compared to me. I see them showing up all the time. They're posting about it. They're just such strong advocates. And I admire that. I'm like, cool. I respect that. And then I also see people who have less of a capacity. They want to speak up, but they are also really scared to. I respect that as well. I also respect and honor my own capacity. I respect what everyone else's capacity is at and what they choose to do. Give yourself and give everyone else grace. You can still show support by simply not going into war within yourself. Just simply maintaining peace within yourself to align with your own capacity first before you show up is enough. After all, it's important that you take care of yourself first, you prioritize yourself first before you can show up for other people. And this is different than simply ignoring what's going on and trying to avoid it just because it feels uncomfortable. One is coming from a place of ego where you only want to protect yourself, your business, your reputation, your brand. Another is coming from a place of seeking stability and peace within yourself first to align with your capacity so that you can then show up for other people. One is toxic positivity, ignorance. The other is prioritizing the self so that you can serve the world as creators. And honestly, even just simply a human being, we're all creators, okay? And one of the highest forms of enlightenment purpose and meaning is to serve other people, just to make the world a better place. I recently saw a business coach take a DNA test and alluded their different ethnicities to history. I thought it would be really cool to discuss my DNA as well. And technically, it was my sister who took the circle DNA test last year. So it's not my very, you know, own DNA, but you know, we are biological sisters. I'm assuming we have the exact same DNA. So here goes. I'm supposedly 100% Chinese, but my DNA says otherwise. According to Circle DNA, I'm 85% Chinese and 14% Japanese and Korean. That honestly speaks to the massacres, the occupations, the wars that's happened in the past. And unfortunately, this is still happening today in parts of the world. And I just want to say that if you think this doesn't affect you, it does. We are all connected. People of color have been oppressed for so long and they suffer the most when times turn dark. Think about when COVID hit, Asians started becoming a target. When 9-11 happened, Islamophobia spread it like wildfire. The Afghanistan and an Iraq war, Black lives. This needs to stop. This is about humanity and I hope that technology, societal conditionings, they don't take it away from you. It is what makes you, it's what makes humans and life so beautiful. Anyway, those were just some of the big learnings I've reflected on over the last two months. I'm curious to hear what your thoughts have been during the this period of time. DM me on Instagram. I would love to hear you. And last of all, I hope you're taking really, really good care of yourself. You're staying safe mentally, physically, emotionally, spiritually. And don't forget to sign up for my free masterclass experience on December the 7th next week, where I will be guiding you to tap into your power to find confidence, grounded peace and safety to show up online and offline. This is such a powerful skill I use. Link to sign up is in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you made it all the way to the end, you are a real one and I appreciate you so much. I'll catch you in the next episode. Bye now.